0: So you want to sell online, but you're not sure where to sell. You've probably considered Etsy, but maybe you also want to set up a standalone shop, one that you own yourself. And I highly recommend that. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of different options and different platforms that you can potentially choose. And more importantly, I'm going to go through a whole bunch of things that you need to consider before you make your decision. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable, handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. G'day there, everyone. Jess here, and welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed the last month of the Making It podcast, but we're back with the live show again, and I have lots to talk to you about. Today, I wanted to talk to you about online platforms, which platform should you choose or platforms should you choose to sell on if you want to be selling online. I see a lot of people talking about this consistently in the Thriver Circle and in other Facebook groups and elsewhere and struggling to decide which one to go with and why. So I'm going to outline that in this episode. I'm going to lay out a whole bunch of different options, platforms you can use but more importantly i'm going to go into detail about the things you need to consider when you're making the choice and there are a lot of things to consider that you may not have thought about before before we get started i want to say that setup shop is open for registration right now if you don't know what it is it is my 30-day flagship course Over a thousand makers have taken Setup Shop and it's not just a course, it's actually a system that you can use over and over again to set up and overhaul and tweak your online handmade shop. In fact, some of my students come back to it year after year. You can actually take the course as many times as you like once you sign up. You can come back and redo it uh, again and again, which is pretty fun. Uh, And it's very, very affordable. I keep it deliberately affordable because I want to reach as many people as I can with this information and get it out to people. So head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop to find out all of the details about the course. It's a live intensive 30-day course. You get uh, access to a private Facebook group. You get access to me for the 30 days of the course. I do a couple of Facebook lives, give you a chance to talk to me during the course as well. So it's a really intensive course and uh, you get that interaction with me and your fellow students. And I would love to help you navigate this process of setting up a successful online handmade shop and doing it right right from the start so createandthrive.com forward slash set up shop or one word to find out more registration closes at 5 p.m october the 13th 2019 that is australian eastern standard time not daylight savings time (laughs) eastern standard time the time in brisbane if that helps and if you are over like if you're in the u.s or canada that'll be the day before so it'll be like Either really early Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon or evening, I should say. So make sure to check the time zone. Don't, I always have people who are like, oh my God, I missed it. <laughs> You're in the future. <laughs> yes, I am in the future. So don't miss the cutoff. And class starts Monday morning, my time, October 14th. And I cannot wait. I absolutely love running Setup Shop. I only run it twice a year. And uh, it, you know, it, it's always a really, really enjoyable thing for me to help students uh, work their way through it and see them you know getting through and actually opening that shop and getting it out there now it's not just for people who have never had a shop before a lot of people who take the course are doing it because they want to revamp Their online shop their current shop or they want to start again on a new platform or they just want to kind of tweak things and improve things and make sure that they're not missing anything important so setup shop will help you no matter where you are along that path to make sure that you're doing everything right and in the right order it is a sequential course every lesson builds upon the last today's topic is understandably in alignment with that that is not a mistake. That is marketing. <laughs> so let's talk about, first of all, the options you have uh, for your online platform. Now, Etsy is the obvious one. Uh, you know, To this day, I do recommend that if you are selling online, you should have a presence on Etsy. Not everybody will agree with me on that, but I do still think it is the Premier Online Handmade Marketplace. And if you're not there, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not accessing the enormous amount of customers that they draw to that platform um, themselves through their advertising and, and all the other work that they do. You know, people a lot of people will go to Etsy and search. They won't necessarily search on Google. They'll just go straight to Etsy and search if they're comfortable with that. If they're if they're regular handmade um buyers because they've got an account there you know it's safe for them they know they've got some accountability uh, uh, on top of just some random person on the internet selling them something so i do recommend that you have a presence on etsy whether or not that is your main presence um it is risky to make that your only presence online i recommend that you don't make etsy your only online shop for numerous reasons, and we'll get into those once we get to the things to consider section of this podcast, but I just want to lay out there that I, you know, I do think Etsy's a great idea, but don't make it everything. Okay, so I'm just going to go down the list now of a couple of different ones, and then I'm going to go back and talk about the ones I've actually used myself. So here we go. WordPress self-hosted. So that's WordPress.org, where not (laughs) WordPress.com. If you don't understand the difference, that's okay. You'll figure it out. Basically, what that means is you sign up for hosting with a hosting company and then you install WordPress as the uh, content management system, the CMS, on your site and you use it. And with WordPress, there's a couple of different sales plugins you can use. WooCommerce is one. Equid is another one. There are other ones out there as well. Uh, And that's just the shopping cart basically plugin that you would use on your WordPress site. Uh, Shopify is another one that i would recommend facebook squarespace wix weebly ebay even some people i know still sell on ebay amazon handmade big cartel those are a whole bunch of options there are more out there but i just want to give you an idea especially if you're kind of new to all of this there are a lot of different choices out there and um, you need to do your research to decide which one is best for you but today, I'm going to focus mostly on WordPress, Shopify. I am going to talk briefly to Facebook and a few of the other ones as well, but I don't, I haven't used most of these myself, so I can't speak to exactly what's available or what's not available, um, but let's move on to talking about the things to consider list here. Okay, there are a lot of things. Um, let's start with traffic. So I talked about that briefly earlier, that, you know, where is the traffic coming from and how much work do you have to do to get it? So this is one of the massive upsides of Etsy, massive upsides of Etsy. Uh, And, you know, places like Amazon and Handmade and eBay, they're sales marketplaces. So they actually do a lot of work to bring customers to their marketplace and then you just happen to be one of the sellers on that marketplace. So by being on a marketplace like those, you are benefiting from the customers who are already there searching on that platform. That is the big plus to um, a marketplace like Etsy or even Amazon Handmade. Amazon Handmade I have not used. I was, I actually did apply and I was accepted, But the fees are quite high and also I just decided for me I didn't need to use it. And I am an Australian, not in America, so that, you know, Amazon is still not sort of somewhere people go to buy stuff. You've only been able to buy stuff apart from books there for like mm, maybe the last 12 months, maybe not even that long here in Australia. Before that, you could only buy really books there. So it really didn't make a lot of sense for me to choose Amazon. Although it might make sense for you. The other thing uh, about things like eBay and Amazon is, especially Amazon, is the shipping time. Like people generally who are buying on Amazon expect stuff to be shipped real quickly. And I was concerned that by being on there, you know, my turnaround time is one to two weeks, <laughs> that if I was selling on Amazon, I'd have a lot of disgruntled people who didn't understand that it took time. So that's why I have not uh, sold there. may be different for you. So traffic, where is the traffic coming from? Whereas when you have your own standalone site, like a WordPress site, um, you have to do all of the work. Nobody is bringing you any traffic. You have to get it all there by yourself. And uh, that is a huge reason why being on a venue like Etsy is really beneficial, especially when you're starting out and you don't have much of a, a presence a social media presence or a marketing reach because you're more likely to get found by just being on the platform. Competition. Now, this is one I hear a lot of people say uh, about Etsy specifically. Oh, there's a lot of crap on Etsy. (laughs) There's a lot of, you know, Chinese resellers or stuff that's from hobbyists that's under charge. Um, And that's true. There are those things. But what I want you to remember is that when you're selling online, you're literally competing with the entire internet. I don't care where you're selling You are always going to be competing with everyone on the internet. So competition is huge and fierce no matter where you sell. No matter where you sell, you're going to have to compete. If you're selling on your own standalone site, you have to compete in Google Search or whatever other search people are using. If you're on Etsy, you're going to have to compete with everyone else on Etsy, plus probably people on Google Search as well if somebody goes outside of Etsy to try to find it. So you cannot let that stop you. You can't let that be a factor in going, oh, I don't want to be on this place because of this. Yes, I mean something like eBay that is basically geared to being a commodity platform. And what that means is people are going there to buy the cheapest thing possible. Amazon's a bit similar. So people are going to those sorts of platforms because they're known for being the place to get cheap stuff, right? That's a reason why you might not want to be on those platforms. They might not work. Then again, they might. You could always experiment. Remember, with this sort of thing, you can always try it, especially a venue site like Etsy or eBay or Amazon. It's kind of a lot easier to get up, set up and started because you really only have to list your products and maybe chuck a banner up there and maybe put a little bit in an about page. That's pretty much all the designing you have to do. So it's a lot easier to experiment with a venue site. Um, I used to sell on a couple of venue sites. There's one called Made It, which is an Australian one that I is still in existence. I used to sell on there and did quite well back in the day. Um, there was one called Blue Caravan that was like a boutique one that I sold on and again did quite well on. This was many, many, many years ago now. I don't think it exists anymore. But looking, you know, that's another thing to consider is, um, you know, like not on the high street in the UK or folksy or um, what's the... Felt the New Zealand one. (laughs) I was like, What's that one in New Zealand? Those venue uh, options might be a really good idea for you because, again, um, like Zibbit, that's another one. They actually do the work to bring the traffic into you and it's a lot easier to set up on them. So, if you have reproducible products, do what I did when I started out and actually set yourself up on as many venues as you could possibly manage. Because that just makes it more likely that people will find you and that you'll get sales. But when it comes to the standalone sort of sites like Shopify, um, WordPress and stuff like that, uh, where you actually have to pay a regular fee, it's a, you, know, you may decide, well, that's too expensive to do that. Whereas if it's more like Etsy where you just pay a listing fee per item and then you... Um, you pay when you sell something, then that's a lot more affordable as well. But that gets on to um, the cost, which is another one of my things. Um, where is cost? There we go. Let's just go into that because I'm already talking about it. Okay, so cost is a huge one as well, obviously. How much is it going to cost you to sell on that venue, right? Um, something like Shopify, you pay depending on the number of products, at least you did last time I looked. Uh, So some venues will, and some platforms will charge you based on that. How many, um, I think big cartel used to do that as well, or does do that as well. So you charge via, uh, they charge via how many products you have. Whereas there's the other model with um, like, if you're on WordPress, you just pay a hosting fee every month or year to host your website. And then you just have to pay um, sales fees via whatever sales, sorry, whatever Um, platform you're using to process your sales. So in other words, are you using PayPal? Are you using Square? What's your payment processor? And you'll have to pay a fee to your payment processor. So in some ways, that's a good option. It's probably more affordable to have a a WordPress site on a host and just be paying your um, transaction fees to your payment processor than it is something like Shopify, which pays, you know, that you have to pay a a significant monthly fee to have a shop there but that's this is only part of the equation which we are going to you know i think you're, you're hopefully starting to get a sense of the fact that this is quite complicated um and there's a lot of payoffs that you have to decide upon or like which which ones more important for you so cost is an important one and that's probably one of the main ones that people use to make this decision how much is it going to cost me i do want to throw something in here though that like I, I've seen people complain about like the cost of selling on Etsy and stuff like that. And honestly, it's affo- it's really affordable to sell on Etsy. Like you'll probably end up paying somewhere around the re- realm of 10% per sale uh, once you add up all the fees. And that's actually really good going when it comes to selling on, on an online venue. Like Ham- Amazon Handmade's way more expensive than that. or It was last time I checked. And again, you know that's the the cost of selling on a platform. That they're they're doing a lot of the work for you. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for them to do all that advertising, bring all that traffic to where you could possibly uh, get found by it. They're they're taking care of the secure the you know the behind the scenes security, um, cybersecurity. They're taking care of you know the communications they're setting up all the the tech stuff for you so remember you're actually that's part of what you're paying for is all of that extra stuff that these venues are doing to bring business into you whereas when you have a standalone site you're paying less ostensibly for the use of it but you have to spend either more time or money outside of it to bring the traffic to you so remember that okay The next one is ease of use. I kind of touched on this before. Something like Etsy, so easy to get started with. You know, they've got all the tech done for you. (laughs) You literally just have to learn how to take good photos. Uh, Then you have to edit them and upload them. You have to learn how to, you know, write good tags and titles. This is all stuff you have to learn anyway, no matter where you're selling. Uh, Write a good description and so on. Then you have to, you know, put an about page section together, probably create a banner, and, you know, uh, some sort of logo or not even a logo, but just an image you're going to use as your logo and boom, you're done. Like that's all you have to do. Everything else is taken care of for you. (laughs) All All the design, the tech, you can't mess with any of that. It's simple, right? So it's a lot easier to use. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got something like WordPress. Now, this it look, it look, it's a lot easier to use than it used to be. Um, most uh, so, when you have a, a WordPress site, you have to choose a theme, which is the basic design. You know, so deciding on a theme can be an, a, a challenge in and of itself because there are tens of thousands of them out there. Uh, you have to choose a theme, you have to install it, then you have to play with it. You know, the colors, the, the, the layout, and all that sort of stuff to make it look the way you want to look. Uh, then you have to, you know, there's lots of little tweaks and little techie things that you have to learn in order to make a WordPress site look good and work properly. So it's at the other end of the spectrum. You know, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you go with someone like Etsy. Um, or even Shopify is kind of a good middle ground. Like you, have, you can choose a theme there, but you've got a bit more support Um, you know if something goes wrong you can contact tech support and go help (laughs) Um, so yeah ease of use is very important and if you are willing to put the work in to learn it you can do the work and learn how to use those more complex platforms and in the end that gives you more control over the next thing which is your design right so these two things kind of go together when it comes to something like etsy you have very little choice in design you can change your banner and a few other picture a little picturey little bits you can't you can't choose the fact that you know they will promote other products nearby your products you can't change the layout you can't change how it looks on desktop or mobile none of that you can't change the colors you can't do anything whereas again the other end of the spectrum you can make it look however the hell you want if you're doing a wordpress site so ease of use and design you know, the the more fancy or the more complex you want the design to be, the more complicated the, the ease of use is going to be, the, the harder it is to work out how to use the platform. So that's, a, again, another trade-off. Of course, you can get help with that, but help usually costs money or time. It costs one or the other. So that is a thing to consider as well. If you're not techie and you don't want to be techie, you want to go with something easier like Etsy or, in, or Shopify or maybe even like one of the Weebly Wixes. Um, I can't speak to how good they are. Or Squarespace. I can't speak to how good they are, um, the ease of use, because I've not used them. So you have to do your own research here. The next one I want to talk about is really, really important and that is security. And this is one I think that a lot of people do not even think about and do not even realize is a thing that you have to think about cybersecurity so um i first got my website first got hacked my goodness probably 10 years ago now um and it was really terrifying <laughs> like you know suddenly my website is diverting to a spammy place and i'm like oh my god what's gone wrong i you know i figured out someone's hacked in put malware in there I look, I'm pretty good tech, technology wise. Um, I've been making websites since the nineties, but that's the level of complexity of something like that is something I am not willing to deal with or learn because it's so easy to mess it up. So I contacted a security online security company um, security. I'll give them a shout out because they're awesome. And they've helped me many times over the years and uh, they fixed it. I paid them and they fixed it, <laughs> and I actually pay them a yearly fee now to be on call, basically. And I have been hacked four or five, probably at least four or five times over the last decade. I think more actually. Um, and every single time, you know, I actually have with them, they do a security scan. So they're scanning my website on like a you can choose the how you know six six hours, two hours, twelve hours, whatever. And then if um, If there's something wrong with it, then it will send me a notification to my email and say, hey, we flagged there's a security issue with your site. If you need it fixed, contact us and we'll fix it. So, you know, then I just contact them. I put a support ticket in and they go log in and fix it for me. And it's done, sorted out. Now, this is incredibly important to me because my websites are my life. They're literally my livelihood. If they, you know, go down, if they're hacked, whatever, my entire business is destroyed. So not only do I pay them for that, but I also pay for backups. So I pay for backups of not only the databases, but the entire content of my sites on a daily basis. So my important sites like Create and Thrive, Ethereal, Thrive Circle, the whole thing gets backed up every single day to make sure if something ever go went catastrophically wrong, then I could easily fix it. You may have never thought about these things before. If you're thinking about setting up a website, you've probably, you know, a lot of you will be oblivious to this whole security thing. I didn't think about it when I first started. I was like, la, 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 completely oblivious to the whole cybersecurity thing. Nothing will go wrong. It'll be fine. And look, I'm not stupid or lax with my security, but these things happen at times. So that is an important consideration. If you're somewhere like Shopify, they take care of that for you. That's part of what you're paying for they will take care of and fix that stuff whereas when you're on you know you've got a hosting company you're on a standalone website you have to make sure that the security aspect is being covered yeah most hosts will actually do it you know they'll do an automatic backup for you and stuff like that but I'm not willing to risk my whole livelihood on that and they even say themselves you know do external backups as well and, you know, they, they have an option. My host has an option for malware support, but, you know, it costs you money. So this is a really important one, and I want you to consider it when you make a decision. To make sure that you have the security you need to make sure that your business is safe. So let's talk next about another unfun but very important uh, one, and that is tax compliance. Is your website able to collect Taxes properly for people. This is very complex because we're in a global, you know, economy. Probably having sales from overseas or whatnot, and your um, you may not have a website that is capable of doing this. Like Etsy, does it for you to a point. Actually, they don't actually do it for me in Australia anymore, which is really frustrating. They used to allow us to um, do GST, which is the General Sales Tax here in Australia separately. For some reason, they took that away. I don't know why. Uh, although they do all the American taxes properly, like all the state taxes. So very strange. Um, so I have to do that manually now, which is really annoying. But hey, it is what it is. Whereas my um, WordPress WooCommerce software allows me to collect that tax separately, which is great. So think about tax compliance as well, especially if you are like here in Australia, it's really simple. It's GST, it's one ten 10% flat tax tax. But if you're in the States or somewhere else that has like council, state and federal taxes, that might be something that you really need to consider to make sure that whatever platform or venue you're using can actually deal with that. Otherwise, you have to do it manually, which makes life a lot more complicated. So consider tax compliance when you're choosing your venue. I did mention support, but I just want to clarify that as an actual thing. So how much tech support do you have on this platform? Like if you have something like WordPress on a, a hosted server, um, look, I have tech support. My host has tech support when something goes wrong with the real back end of things, but they're not going to help me with a pro uh, if I have a design problem with my, um, WordPress theme, that's not their job. That's not their job to help me figure that out. I have to go somewhere else. So there are different levels of support, whereas if you're somewhere like Shopify, I think they give you a lot more tech support than you would get from something like, you know, a self-hosted WordPress site. And obviously someone like Etsy, a venue like that, they they do everything. If something goes wrong, they have to fix it and it's not your problem. And they'll probably even fix it before you even notice <laughs> there's something wrong because, you know, they've got a lot of people whose job it is to do that. So think about support. How much support are you going to need to figure out how to work this platform and also how to just keep it going properly because I guarantee you, there will be issues. Uh, things will break, things will not work properly, and you will need help. Sometimes that help will be just a Google search away, but again, it comes down to the level of confidence you have with tech. You know, are you willing to learn coding? Are you willing to um, play around with plugins? Are you willing to do that sort of complicated? not super complicated but complicated enough tech stuff on your own site and figure it out for yourself if that sounds a bit too scary then you might want to go with a platform that's a bit more robust and has a bit more support and structure to it okay so let's talk about payment options in other words how can you collect money from people what ways does this platform allow you to collect money from people? Will it allow you to use PayPal? Will it allow you to use Stripe? Will it allow you to use direct debits or and credit cards? So think about how you're wanting to collect money and make sure that the platform that you're going with allows you to collect it in the most affordable and the most easily usable way for your customers. So this will vary on location, where you are in the world. It'll also depend on where your customers are in the world. And on what sort of things you're willing to accept. Like, I'm happy to accept direct deposits from fellow Australians, you know, but I can't accept them from overseas. If you're from overseas, you have to use PayPal or a credit card on my standalone website at ethereal.com. Things like that. So think about the uh, payment options you want to offer to your customers and make sure you can offer those. Alright, there there are so many of the I still got like five left. How are you doing? You with me? <laughs> are you taking notes? Are you making sure to mark this podcast episode down or going go to the website and download it or share it on your Facebook or on your Instagram so you don't lose it? Because there are you know, there's a lot here I'm covering and it would really behoove you to go back and Go through these things and work through them to make sure you're not missing anything. If you are trying to make this decision, okay, let's talk about bells and whistles. These are the fun, like little things. Like uh, on my WordPress WooCommerce site, I have this extra little plugin that allows me to play around with the design of the actual shopping cart, like the the, the shop, the items themselves, and all that sort of stuff how much of that is flexible? Like, do you need to be able to change that? Do you not like, like go have a look at other people's shops who are using this platform. Do you like how it looks? Actually like put something in your cart and go through the shopping cart. Obviously don't buy it unless you really want to, but go through it. And actually, what is it like for the customer buying on this particular platform? Is it easy? Is it straightforward? Does it all make sense? This is, um, this was a big thing for me. I actually changed from Equid was a shopping cart I was using for years on my um, WordPress site to WooCommerce because I much preferred the checkout system on WooCommerce and just how it integrated on the site much better than Equid. Um, and so, you know, I had to go through the work <laughs> moving something like 200 product listings across and updating them all. And oh my God. Uh, yeah, try not to do that. <laughs> but you know if you have to you have to and that's just the way it is uh so bells and whistles things like can you sell in multiple currencies can you offer multiple languages can do you need to um do some weird shipping stuff that you need to add a plugin on for that all of those little tweaks and little like um variations can you easily offer variations in the way you would like to for your products all of that sort of stuff can you do all of that sort of stuff on the platform that you are choosing, this is one of the great uh, reasons why having a trial is good. Like some of these in between ones, like Shopify, Wix, Weebly, those sort of Squarespace, I'd say they probably all have trials to so you can sort of poke around in the back end. You can do the same with WordPress, but you'd have you'd have to um, generally you know buy some hosting and install the install WordPress on the on the domain before you could go in and poke around. So it's a little bit more. Difficult and costly to do that, but you know that's why kind of having an awareness of what's on option on offer before you do that is really important. So, what sort of bells and whistles do you want? While we're on that sort of subject, the next one is integrations. What sort of integrations do you want? Something like um, you know the sell on Etsy app, you can post straight to social media from there. You know Uh, the Shopify. It, it connects to Instagram shopping. If you want to make your Instagram feed shoppable, it's easy to do it easier. <laughs> I've heard a lot of horror stories about this and I have I have a horror story of my own. I still haven't gotten it to work It's because of Facebook, because of issues with Facebook. So that's a whole nother story, but it is very frustrating. If I was on Shopify, I'd like to think it's easier, but because I'm using WordPress and WooCommerce, it's a little bit more complicated. So, what sort of integrations does it have i think shopify like allows you to post direct to pinterest or something like that like look into what it connects to what does it work with nicely what does it what does it play nicely with <laughs> does it play well with instagram does it play well with social media other social media platforms um yeah that's definitely something to think, think about uh mailing lists. Uh, email service providers, does it allow you to you know, connect your email service provider to it somehow? All of those sorts of things. Uh, another one is SEO. Now, obviously, traffic is connected to this, but by SEO, I mean how well is your platform set up to actually attract uh, search traffic to you? One big plus here is if the platform allows you to have a built-in blog on the platform because that allows you to post content and update your site on a regular basis to which is more likely to get you higher ranked in Google. Google likes fresh content. Google likes active websites. If you're just creating a website and just going to let it sit there exactly the way it is for six months, you're likely to kind of stagnate or go down in the rankings Whereas if you're adding new content regularly via new products or blog posts, your website's more likely to rank higher. So by having a blog on the platform, very, very beneficial for your SEO. But just how the platform is designed in the back end, which can be difficult to figure out because you don't really understand, most of us don't really understand how that works, right? But kind of just do your Google research, go like, how well does Shopify You know, how well does it do SEO and stuff like that? So look into that. This is really important because this is where a lot of your traffic is going to come from. So you want to have a site that works really well when it comes to SEO and having the blog on there is a real big plus. Okay, so another one when it comes to search issues is mobile readiness. You must have a venue, a platform that is mobile ready and mobile supported. The majority of people shop on their mobile now and Google will actually penalize you in search results if your page doesn't work, if your website doesn't work properly on mobile. So you must, this is a must, you must make sure that the platform you choose works beautifully and looks good and is easy to use on mobile. Very important. And one last thing. I think this is our last thing. Oh my goodness. I probably missed something, but, you know, there's a lot here. Scalability. How scalable is it? So, for example, if you are selling someone like Big Cartel or Shopify, you're going to pay more the more products you add. Whereas uh, somewhere like Etsy or, um, you know, sure, Etsy, you pay per product. So, you know, you've got 20 cents per listing, but, you you know, that's a dollar per five listings. So you can go pretty crazy with that, right? Um and also, um, like, WordPress, WooCommerce, pff, sky's the limit, baby. You can put as many products on there as you like, and it doesn't cost you anything. WooCommerce doesn't cost you anything at all, actually. It's fr- it's a free program. All you're paying for is your hosting to host your website, which you can do for, like, I don't know, between 7 and $10 a month if you're just on a basic hosting platform. So that's pretty bloody affordable, and then you're only just paying for your... Um, payment processor. So that's, and this is what I'm talking about. You're probably getting the idea here, you know, the more complex it is, the cheaper it is. (laughs) In other words, the more things you have to do yourself, the cheaper it is. The less things you have to do yourself, it can get more complicated, right? Although Etsy doesn't really quite fit with that. It's quite affordable for what it offers you. And that's why it's so good. And that's why I do always recommend that you have a presence on Etsy. So those are the main things. There are probably other things I haven't thought of. Uh, I did brainstorm this after a long day of work. <laughs> so I think there's enough for you to be going on there, right? Work through those things. I'm just going to quickly run through the list again very, very quickly. It's not in the same order I just talked about because I jumped around a bit. But traffic, competition, ease of use, security, design, Payment options, tax compliance, bells and whistles, cost, support, integrations, SEO, mobile readiness, and scalability. And I just remembered one more very important thing, and that is control. How much control do you have over your website? This is a huge problem, and I can't believe I didn't think of it earlier. I've seen been seeing this in Facebook groups a bit lately, a lot of people saying, My shop has been shut down for no apparent reason or, you know, no good reason and they will not reopen it and I am screwed because this is my only form of income. This is a huge, huge reason why you need to have a standalone website, not just an Etsy shop. Huge reason. You you don't own it. You do not own your Etsy shop. Etsy own your Etsy shop. You own your products and you own your, you know, the thing, your intellectual property. They own the platform, they own the venue. If they kick you off, you are done. And you know, you can appeal, but if they don't accept it, you can't sell there anymore. And if that is the only basket you have put your eggs in, you could be in big, big trouble. So, I do strongly recommend that as soon as you get serious about this, if it is a big part of or all of your income, you must have a standalone website not just an Etsy shop uh whether that's oh and by the way don't make that a facebook page please (laughs) don't make that a facebook shop it's the same thing they can they own it they control it this is why something like a wordpress site um, on you know your own hosts hosted site you you actually own that you know you can take that site if your web host causes you grief you can literally download your site and take it to another web host you own it it's yours it's your own property and this is a huge huge thing i really strongly stress that you really should work on having that standalone site and you look in the long run it is a great idea to make that your main sales platform if you can i'll be honest etsy is still where we sell the majority of our jewelry we sell a decent amount on our own website, but Etsy is still where we make the majority of our sales. And that's fine, because it's working well. And it's worked well for the last eleven, twelve, how many of years it's been that I've been on there. But I've always, from very early on, have had my own standalone site as well. Because, you know, I not only do I want the just the the kudos and the the professional um The professionality, that's not a word. (laughs) I'm recording this at like eight o'clock at night. My brain is tired. Um, The professionalism of having your own website. I also wanted to have that security, that safety net of making sure if anything ever went wrong with my Etsy shop, for whatever reason, I immediately already had built my own website. It was working properly. People are going there and buying from me already. And I have that other basket so that is a huge one to consider and I do strongly recommend that you know there's nothing wrong with just having an Etsy shop for like six months or so when you're getting started it's brilliant it's perfect if you're doing setup shop I always say if you're not if you don't know what venue you want to sell on just open an Etsy shop and work through the course in an Etsy shop because what I teach in setup shop you can use on whatever heck platform you want it's irrelevant it doesn't matter. But an Etsy shop is easy. You know, you don't have to worry about all that back-end complicated stuff. You can literally just work through the lessons and do it all in an Etsy shop. Then you can take that wherever you want. You know, you can, you've can. done all that hard work to put those listings together and, and create an about page and policies and all the things I teach you to do in that course. And then you can take them and put them in whatever platform you want. So I do recommend that, you know, get started Six months while you're learning, six months to a year even. If you're doing this on the side, you've got a job or, you know, taking care of the kids or family and you're, you're doing the, the learning section of this process, just use an Etsy shop. And then once you get serious about it, you can open your own platform, uh, your own on a different platform and hopefully <laughs> refer back to this episode <laughs> to help you decide which one to go with and why. All of those things, I like I said, the things to consider why you want to go with those things. If you have any questions, hit me up. If you're in the Thriver Circle, hit me up in the Thriver Circle. If you join me for Setup Shop, hit me up in the Setup Shop Facebook group. And that's createandthrive.com forward slash Setup Shop. If you do want to find out more and join me for the course. Remember, it starts on October 14th. Don't miss the cutoff. And if you're not... Instagram's your best choice, at Create and Thrive. You can, you know, ask me something in a story or message me over there. And I would love it if you found this episode useful or, you know, you've made, you've, you've done this. You know what you're doing. It's fine. You're good. But you know other people are struggling. Please share this in Facebook groups. Please share this on your Instagram. You know, take a screenshot, stare, share it on your Instagram stories. Let people know about this resource. If they're struggling with this decision, hopefully what i've talked about will give them food for thought and help them to make the decision. I know it's complex. There's no easy answer and this is why everybody struggles with this because there is not an easy answer. There's only the answer that is right for you. I will give you my final thought on this though. At this stage with the knowledge i have, i generally recommend if you if you literally only have one business and you're going to have one website and that's all you're going to do and you're just going to sell uh, you know, the one line of handmade, whatever it is, and you're not particularly techy, I would recommend Shopify. I've not had a Shopify shop myself, but this is from my experience of all of my students over the last seven, eight years, right? From what they've said over the years, I would recommend Shopify. It's a bit more expensive, but it's easy to use, the design is good. The support is good. The security is taken care of for you. Uh, its Integrations are great. All of those things. Now, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, those might all be okay options as well. I, I cannot in good conscience recommend them because I don't know enough about them. Uh, if you are willing to pay for things like security, maybe you want to buy a theme uh, you know, you're happy to invest a little bit and you're happy to learn that more complex tech stuff and or you want to have more than one website in the future, then I do recommend getting self-hosted WordPress because you pay for, you pay one hosting fee and you can have as many websites. Sure, you have, you have to pay per domain per year, like $10 or something, <laughs> but you can have as many websites as you want on the one hosting uh, plan and you don't have to pay anything for woocommerce as your shopping cart software. So, if you're willing to um, you know, you learn the tech a little bit more to have the flexibility and the control that a wordpress self-hosted wordpress site will get you, I recommend that for those people. That's what I have. Um, I have self-hosted wordpress sites. I have been using wordpress for 12, 13 years now, so I've you know I know how to use it I'm comfortable with that it works for me because I have many different websites so it's it makes sense for me um and if you're just starting out as I said start with Etsy just set up on there learn use it as a training ground keep your presence there but then get your own standalone site as well on whatever other platform works for you um when I say standalone site I, I would also say you know as I said before Experiment with different venue sites. Amazon handmade, eBay made it, whatever. So they're marketplaces, remember. They're not your own website again. So Etsy is a marketplace. You can be on multiple marketplaces, but I still recommend that standalone website for the safety and security and professionalism that it will bring to your business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, everyone. If you are joining me for the Setup Shop, I cannot wait to get to know you and your business idea. Come on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop right now to find out more. It is very, very affordable. It is 85 Australian dollars plus GST for Australian residents, which is like less than 60 US dollars. I am not kidding. That is how much this 30 day intensive course will cost you. It is very affordable, very deliberately, so that I can get it out to as many people as possible. And like I said, over a thousand makers have used this system to set up stellar online shops over the last few years i would love for you to join us so i I hope to see you there and i'll be back again next week with another episode of the show thanks so much everybody and bye for now